Entrepreneurs of the World, a podcast about living, loving, and laughing, getting inspiration through information. Today, we have the um, the wonderful, the powerful, Tasha on the line. How you doing? Hoop, hoop. I'm doing well. Thank you for hoop, asking. Hoop. More fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you reached out to me, and you have this wonderful food truck that has, you know, a plethora of Caribbean dishes. Um, can you give a little bit, can you give a little background into first yourself, where you're from, uh, and then give a little, like, why did you want to start a food truck? Um, well, I was born in Haiti. I came to the okay. state when I was nine and I moved to Charlotte like three and a half years ago. So that's about me. I'm married and I have three mm-hmm. little kids that drives me off the fucking Aww. wall. Yeah, so I can only imagine right now. (laughs) Yeah, so I've been in the food industry for like over 12 years. So Mm -hmm. I'm Haitian. So anywho, I got into the food truck business because I got fired in my management job Mm -hmm. at Brio while I was on vacation. Was this Brio in Charlotte? Yeah. Okay, we we got shots fired. I'm gonna go to Brielle again. It shouldn't do our people like that. The food's still good, <clears throat> but it was a blessing. No, like the purpose. It was a blessing because when I decided to move to Charlotte, the opportunity fell on my lap, and I they moved me here. You get what I'm saying? So it was like a seed that was planted, and I if I didn't get fired, I would have never got the food truck. So I got fired in October 2017. In November, mm-hmm. I made my down payment to get my food truck built. November 17th. Wow. Yes. So I. So what? Yeah. I was gonna say. So why the food truck? Why? Like- the food truck was because when we moved here, it was so hard to find like food, good Caribbean food. And with not Mm -hmm. finding good Caribbean food, and I didn't have it in my budget to do a brick. So I was like, okay, the next thing was to get into the food truck business. I did a few research. And when I was looking at numbers, food trucks were so expensive to buy one from somebody. So I got mine built. So that's Mm -hmm. why I got into the food truck. But the original plan was to get a restaurant. I'm like, you know what? The best way to introduce Charlotte um with Caribbean food was the, to have a food truck where everyone is access have access to it based since my location changes at all time. So that's been great. I love it. So what's what's there some of your you know your main dishes that you create? So with curated? my dishes I mostly focus on West Indies. So I do um curry, I do jerk, I do conch from the from the Bahamas I do a Haitian dish so basically I focus on all these um three Jamaica Haiti and Bahamas so with Mm -hmm. the Bahamian that's how I got the fried conch the conch fritter with the Jamaican and the Mm -hmm. Indians that's how I have the jerk and the curry and with the Haitians I have the rice and the grill and so forth and Mm -hmm. there's a lot more I want to introduce but I'm just trying to find that niche and that opportunity to actually introduce all the other Haitian and Bahamian food so yeah so so coming from Haiti I I would assume that you're kind of just 
was introduced to Haitian type cuisine. What got you really introduced into those different types of I cuisine? I love food in the region? and I went to um, culinary <laughs> school. So I just love food. Okay. So Caribbean is not all I know when it comes <clears throat> to food. It's just since I love mm-hmm. food and Caribbean is home since I'm at a place yes. where it's not as diverse when it comes to culture. So I was like, okay, that's a great opportunity to represent the culture, not just the Haitian culture, not just the Bahamian culture, not just the Caribbean, not just Jamaica, since, okay, I'm already Haitian. I know the skills. Why not combine all three into one? So Jamaican could feel comfortable. Bahamians could feel comfortable and Haitians as well could feel comfortable. So I came easy, super easy. What got you into cooking? My grandma. Um, okay. Yes. My grandma and not to mention in Haiti where you were six, seven years old cooking, cleaning meat. So it was so, it was always intriguing. So when I came down to the U S, um, my grandma used to always cook and she used to always sell food from her house. She used to always do this, but never Mm. had the fun or the support system to actually open up a restaurant. So if she wasn't working from home, she used to work at restaurant. So I'm like, okay. So the goal was for me to actually open up a restaurant and have her manage it. But she, unfortunately she died 11 years ago. So she didn't get to see it. So that's Mm -hmm. how I really got into cooking. And now I love, like I said, I love it. And I wouldn't, back in the so, days, I hated it because I had to stay in the kitchen and watch. Because <laughs> you had to do you it. Had, mm-hmm. I had to do it because, I don't know, the Haitian culture is so different from other cultures. Like, as a woman, you're supposed to know how to cook. You're supposed to know how to clean. You're supposed to know how to, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. So it was drilled then. Yeah. And the older I get, I grew to love cooking. So that's how I've learned. So... so- what is you would you say is your favorite dish to cook if you had to my favorite dish to cook Mm -hmm. what is my favorite dish to cook right now if i would say my favorite dish to cook right now will be my curry seafood Ooh. Yeah, so with continue same <laughs> So with the curry seafood, it have lobster, shrimp, crab, conch, you names it. Since my house, my kids don't eat um too many of clams, so I don't add clams to it. So I add clams to mine, mm-hmm. and it is amazing. And I love spicy food, so it's always extra spicy. So as of right now, that's like my favorite dish to eat with right rice. It just tastes so awesome. You should try do you, it. Do you go with a do you go with a scotch bonnet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely will. Um did so because we have uh we have I think every culture in the in the West Indian have a different way to Cook. create mm-hmm. curry, right? This is, and it's the same same thing. Everybody it's a chicken dish, a fish dish, like estavish. Like it's like different in every, every island, island, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> overall, the same thing. And with my, um, with the curry, every time somebody will purchase, why it tastes so different? Why it tastes so different? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, since I'm from Haiti, that's like Haiti don't even have anything curry. 
for whatever reason. Yeah. So it's like I combine my little Haitian ingredients into you know into it, and it turns into curry Haitian. <laughs> so is that creation? Yeah. Curation. So that's, that's a new creation. <laughs> I think we just did it exactly. <laughs> so it of course it's gonna taste different, but it's still gonna be authentic. It's not gonna be like mm, that's not. It's still authentic, just with my Haitian twist to it. So, so as far as the food truck experience within Charlotte, how is that? How has that been? Because I know it's it's an ever booming like community, and more and more people that are coming in take away the clients and the share. So, how are you standing out? I guess amongst them, and what have you learned as from a business standpoint? From the business standpoint, yes, it's huge, but it's small at the same time because we all are somehow mm-hmm. a community. So at the end of the day, it's like we always trying to find a way to not take from each other and support each other as well. Just like, okay, if Mm -hmm. I happen to have a cancellation and Scratch Kitchen have an opening, you get what I'm saying? So we refer Mm -hmm. each other to different things. And as far as Caribbean Buzz, like I said, it's not just uh, your typical Caribbean restaurant where you're just going to go and be like, okay, all it's all Jamaican. Oh, okay. It's all yes. Bahamian. Oh, it's all Haitian. Cause moving here at first, I thought there was not too many Haitians or there was not too many Bahamians, but doing a couple mm. of festival or whatever, it was semi at first a culture shock, but there are all over. So they will be able to find Haitian food in my truck, or if they doing a catering, I am able to provide that from Haitian to Jamaican to Bahamian, you name it, as far when it comes to the Caribbean aspect, the West Indies, the Cuban, you will find it in my truck. So in that way, I kind of stand out. So it's not just one particular side of the country. It's just the entire West Indies, basically. So um, I would say that what make me stand out. So yes, business could be slow, but I'm still bringing in revenue because not everybody has what I have. With that being yes. said, so that's how <laughs> that is how, you know, no I'm surviving. And not to mention, too, the minute as like as a businesswoman, the minute you realize you creating, you learn what the customer wants and you create mm-hmm. more and turn it into your own. So I have this jerk burger that everybody goes crazy for. You know, chicken burger? It's a jerk um, beef burger. Okay, continue. Yeah. So with that, you're not going to, most of the time you, you go to a Jamaican restaurant, you particularly looking at oxtail, curry chicken, mm-hmm. or all of this. But mm-hmm. I have this jerk burger where, okay, that's not something I would, you know, find in a um, Caribbean restaurant. And I also do catering where I have the oxtail empanadas, the veggie empanadas. So I, yeah. <laughs> Okay. So it's like, like I said, again, yes, the food truck is just my way of market marketing the whole Caribbean, but I stand out because I have all these different options when it comes to the Caribbean food. You don't just have to yeah. always be eating the rice or this, the, that we could play with the ingredients, the everything, basically. So that's how I stand out. <laughs> You make me so hungry right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> the plan was to actually bring you some food. 
Oh man. But things yeah. always happening, so maybe next time. <laughs> next time for Most sure. Most definitely. I, yeah. Because I follow you on Instagram, so wherever you're at, I will be pulling up. Pull up. Just let me know, because usually my <laughs> husband on the register, just tell him who you are, okay. and your meal is on me. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Uh, I will definitely bring like a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as far as, you, you touched on it a little bit, as far as being a businesswoman at, on the truck game, I mean, the food truck game, I know it is predominantly probably settled with a lot of definitely white males how how can you how have you kind of traversed traversed the kind of the different waves of things and different uncertainties things like that um one I'm a woman two I'm black and three I'm from Haiti so with that yeah. <laughs> like um for my own state of mind I block mm -hmm. all this out. And I always have been like, what I want is what I want. So I'm not going to let you tell me because I'm a woman and it's a white man world that I cannot succeed. Mm -hmm. I cannot. The same way you're doing it, I'm doing it. The same money you, the same green you have is the same green I have. So why should I let that um, become a hindrance? If you don't want me there because this person is, you get more qualified of to your that's okay. The next person will want me there. So I don't let those exactly. little politics discour you, discourage me. Cause like I said, I'm from Haiti. That's one of the hardest country. You get what I'm saying too. So I'm, I'm already, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? I'm already built. Already. Yeah. I'm already <laughs> built for um the nose. I'm already built for the side. Look, so to the point, like, okay, do mm -hmm. you, and I'm going to do me. And that's it. Exactly. So that's, how I look at it. And at the end of the day, I'm always in competition within myself, not what's going around me. If that's that super, super powerful, definitely. Yeah, super powerful and good. It's something good for all women who are, you know, just, I mean, women in just general. Women just women in general. Um, like exactly. I said, just women in general. And Going to the food truck, knowing that I'm only um 34, and I get the um when I do introduce myself, they looking like you the owner or you work there. No, I own it, <laughs> and I actually own another one. So yeah, I get that a lot, and it's kind of you know, it is what it is. Like, am I gonna let it yeah. push me, or that it's gonna make me push even harder, be more creative, and I don't care. Look at me side eyes. I'm still taking your money. <laughs> so it's funny because you have the same, same kind of like passion and same similar story to um, Phoenix from Scratch mm -hmm. Kitchen. She, she said the same exact thing. She's like, listen, this, this green, it's, it's a, um, it takes tux the same to everybody. <laughs> yeah, it is not. Cause like I said, even as of right now with this, we can't do this. We can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have to be creative, you have to be able to stand out. And now I realize there is a lot of bias, you know, that goes on. So with that bias that goes on, am I going to be like, okay, I'm going to wait till everything cool down and put myself out there. No, my bill's still going to need to be paid. And I'm still going to hustle just like the next man is hustling. So I cannot let this discourage me and put me down because I'm, do I'm doing it so I can show other women, okay, there is a way. You don't have just to sit back and wait for somebody to tell you, here, I'm handing you a paycheck. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. 
make the way for other women. Make the, I have two little girls. I have to make the way for them. So I'm not saying they're going to be business owners or whatever that they end up doing. Do it and give you a hundred and don't care any of what anybody else has to say or thank you. Just or you know you're great, so you don't need somebody to inform you that you're good. So that's how I look at it. So I don't focus on what's going on. I focus on how can I make myself and my business better, not how you making your business better. That has nothing to do with me. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Now? Okay. Sorry about that's that. Okay. This is the first. <laughs> it happens. Okay. I heard everything you said about empowerment yeah, and doing okay. everything. I heard everything. <laughs> I just couldn't hear All right. you. There's going to be an edit point right there. I just got to fuse everything together. Okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah, this is the second time I'm using this quadcast thing since we've not been able to get into the studio. So there's been some some learning curve pains here. Okay. All right. Um, so I want to get into the second part of the podcast. Um, I call it Shots Fired. So it's going to be, I call it Elevated Icebreakers. So it's going to be 20 questions, quick fire. First thing that comes up to your head, um, just let me know. Okay. okay? All right. It's not, it's not even crazy. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be scared. It's not even crazy. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay shots fired what's your favorite color green what's your favorite sport swimming okay what's your favorite movie love jones okay um what's the movie that you hate to love so a movie that you're like i can't tell anybody i like this um what movie I hate to love? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I don't think I have one. Okay. We'll, we'll go to the next one. Okay. What song describes your life? What song? Uh, I'm a survivor. Destiny there Child. There Okay. That's when uh, Kelly Rowland was in mm-hmm. there. That was pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite type of music? I like, um, I like country music. Okay. Um, what's your favorite album? My favorite, favorite album is, um, Tasha Cobb. Oh my God. What is the name of the album? We don't buy album anymore. So basically yeah um her recent album i like every single track on that um album because she just know how to get me to like seek god face so Mm -hmm. yeah i would say when i think of the name i will let you know but tasha cobb tasha cobb okay What? Who's your favorite artist? And when I say artist, it doesn't have to be a musical artist. It could be anybody who invokes emotion um, by doing their art. So it can be a painter, it could be a dancer, it could be a singer, it could be a rapper, it could be anybody. My favorite 
artist right now would be Rihanna. Okay. Um, one place you want to visit that you haven't yet? One place I want to visit, Africa. Uh, one place you go in the apocalypse, which is very apt for this time. Right. <laughs> um, that would be back home. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your? Who would be your celebrity crush? Oh, my celebrity crush is Denzel. Okay, Mr. Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you trade places with for one day? My husband. Just really? Yes. <laughs> Just to see what the hell go through his head at times. Like, what the fuck <laughs> you thinking, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the most influ- influential book you've read? Um, Becoming Michelle Obama. Gotcha. That would be it. What would, what would be what would be the name of your autobiography? Oh my God! Ooh. She made it. That would be the name. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to be hun- handcuffed to one person for a month, who would it be? One person for a month would be my son. <laughs> would he like that too, or just me? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <Would> he... <laughs> yeah, because he's nine. I'm still trying to get him out of away from my room. <laughs> like... Nigga, why are you on my bed? I feel safe. Like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> go away. Go, 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 go. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like I said, he's the baby. It's just mm. he makes me feel love. Like, yo, you don't Aww. understand. Like every ten <laughs> minute, mommy, I love you more. And he's <laughs> nine, and I'm kind of surprised. I'm still getting that. So, yeah, it would definitely be my son. Vague, but, yeah, that's just. No, that's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you had a talk show, who would be your first guest? If I had a talk show, um, who would be my um, first guest? It would be Chef Ramsey. Oh, what would, you, what would be the first thing you ask him? Um, I read his book. would have been like, what, how did he feel? um deal with all these different challenges like really off black and white like how Mm -hmm. because he did have a you know challenging life growing up so that would be my first question like what could you tell somebody like me that's trying to be where you at to get there gotcha 
Yeah, he got he got um, shows off the ass, ass. and that back, and <laughs> it's like he's really besides the fact that he's white, but he really is the definition of self-made when it comes to that mm-hmm. lifestyle. So I cannot take that credit. You get from him, he really made himself yeah. white or not. <laughs> exactly. So, what would be one superpower you want to have? Repeat that. I'm sorry. What would be one superpower you want to have? One superpower I want to have read minds. Mm. That's a pop. That's a popular one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last last question. Oh, it ain't even feel like twenty five questions. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's probably not twenty five questions. Mm-hmm. I just say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I never. I never. I never even count it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like twenty sounds like a round number. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> um. So last question all the time for Drew versus the world is what is your death row meal? Last meal of your life. Last I need an app, I need an entree, and I need dessert. Okay, my app will be a stuffed mushroom with You're the second person that says stuffed mushroom in a row. Really? That's funny. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I want my mushroom to be stuffed with all kind of seafood. When I mean all kind of mm. seafood, all kind of seafood combined together with a nice cream sauce over it. Mm. Um, <laughs> for my main <laughs> for my main dish, I would want a braised duck with um, asparagus and fingerling mm. potato with a buttercream white wine sauce for <laughs> for dessert an edible <laughs> there we go <laughs> if i'm gonna go down i need to go down <laughs> so that would be it because i'm not a big dessert but i will eat an edible for you so that is my milk there we go yeah that's that's actually a good ass idea. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna lie. That's that's one of the best dessert answers I got. So okay, yeah, that, yeah. That that has been shots fired. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to the pillars of the podcast. Um, so first question, we're gonna go into life. So, um, so you lived the illustrious life, and you lived one that you know you kind of drag yourself from your own bootstraps, but. What would you say to 16-year-old you? The 16-year-old me would tell myself... Yeah, you have an hour. You have an hour. You have an hour in the past with the 16-year-old you. What would you tell her? Stay. Hmm. Yeah, because I would tell the 16-year-old me to stay because I was really very impulsive where it... The minute that I feel uncomfortable, instead of dealing with the situation, I will just remove myself and create a worse situation for me from running away or doing, just stay and, you know, and take heed to whatever's going on and learn from it and not run away. So, yeah. Do you think some of those tendencies you still have? And Um, I fight now where I know Mm. how to um, advocate for myself where before I did not know how to advocate for myself whenever a situation get comfortable I'll run so now I advocate for myself because not to mention I have kids so I had to do things a bit different 
But there's gotcha. still a few traits of characteristic of like, oh my God, I have to deal with this. Oh my God, I have to deal with that. But not as bad. Yep. So uh, what can you tell me one failure that you kind of went through that you learned from and was like beneficial to your growth? One failure that I went through... Um, I would say not being homeless it mm-hmm. was one me not again not staying put not knowing how to stay put and not knowing how to go out and get it for myself cuz then again I was young but mm-hmm. that was a failure I I I can't put the blame on anybody cuz I just didn't want to deal with stuff and then like I said the older I get I've learned okay this is not the way this is not this so it made me a better person it made me how to like okay Tasha you need to think this shit through and not just Mm -hmm. react to how you seeing it right now because once I see it right now is that's how I see it and I don't there's no other way and it could honestly not even be what I'm seeing is just my anxiety, my rage, my fear, everything combined at once. And I feel like, okay, now I know how to smoke a joint, relax mm-hmm. and pray, of course, and be like, okay, you know what? It's not, that's not the way to deal with it. So I would say that in that area of my time, which I was 16, 17, taught me a whole hell a lot. So that's that. In combination from you, your running and your homelessness, was there, what was you running from, if you can say or can't say, is there anything particular that you, when you ran, you learned from, or you was able to escape from? I was never able, everything always caught up with me. So it was never Mm. like, I'm running from you in particular, I was just running from life because I didn't know how to cope Mm. with certain things. And like a, discipline was so much different on the Haitian household. And it was like, I don't know oh. how to cope with this. I don't know how to do this. And not being raised with my mom too made a big, you know, like, okay, she, they don't really love me. They just tolerating me. They treating me some way I don't like not realizing it was discipline. So I felt like I yeah. need to get away from it. So it created more damage than good, but I had to, my breaking point was me having my first child. So, yeah. Uh, that, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. It changes everything. It changes everything. Changes. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. go back. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, how, how old is your child now? She's 15. 15. Mm-hmm. So, is, the, is that some wisdom that you got in from when you were 16 and instilled in her and be like, don't do this shit I did? <laughs> um, With her, not even don't do the shit I did. I've, I've learned how my parents or how I, my upbringing was so untraditional. So, with her, mm not it's not traditional it's not um but i've learned to okay let her be her her speaking mm-hmm. her mind her telling me how she feels and her making mistake i respond differently from when my parents or 
people that I used to stay with respond. So now she feel more comfortable to express herself. Where if I'm stepping on toes, yeah. she like, mommy, you tripping. Where I didn't have that <laughs> luxury. You know, I give her, I told her it's okay to have a voice. So I don't, like, she could make all the mistake that I made. But I'm, I know I will be there to guide her and be like, yo, this was the reason. I didn't have that. So I wouldn't tell her. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I wouldn't tell her don't yeah. make all of them. She could make a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you know, but not at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Not my parenting, my what I went through made my parenting more better because I'm like, okay, they wouldn't even want to hear me. Um, say, oh, I don't want to go to school or I want to, oh, you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, okay, you don't want to oh, go to yeah, school. Okay. Why don't you want to go to school? Um, mm-hmm. I want to smoke a blunt. Okay. Not now, but you know, mm-hmm. like I'd rather you yeah. do it with me. than you go out there and do it with somebody else that you have no idea. It's like certain things that was sheltered for me. I don't do that to her. So. Gotcha. So she she's exposed. She's exposed to early. Early. Yes. So she know. Mm-hmm. Okay. She won't be shocked. Like, oh my God, no, you exposed to it early. So now, by the time I send her behind the college, like all that extra shit these kids doing, um, no, I don't have mm-hmm. to do it. So yeah. It's funny that you say that because you can, even in college, uh, after my first year, because I, I mean. In New York, you get so much experience of seeing, like, so many different cultures, so many Mm -hmm. different types of people from, like, the homeless to the homeless to people that are worth billions of dollars and everybody in between, right? So to go to college and see some, you know, definitely go to college in Charlotte to see some, like, girl that came from, like, a town with, like, one stoplight and then she she just, like, so sheltered that then she goes wild in the city. So all of a sudden, you know, you see her three weeks later and she's pregnant and, and you're like, and she, what happened? happened? And she won't even know how to even deal with that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not the time I want her to start learning these hard life experiences when the time you need to yeah. be focusing on, you know, like, hey, yeah. let's get, I guess some that's might call it bad parenting. I call it my way of parenting. So I think it's, I think it's being interactive than reactive mm-hmm. which is always a good thing um all right cool awesome that was awesome uh, <laughs> um so for the love part of um of uh the podcast the question um what is your worst breakup story oh my god i got somebody <laughs> um I was mm-hmm. 17 you cut. <laughs> <laughs> on my birthday on a payphone, yo. I had to call the dude because, you know, 17, they're still in the, you know, 90s. Mm-hmm. Bro, this nigga, I called him. We talking, you know, we not even really shushuing. Oh, I'm going to have to break up with you. What the fuck? <laughs> on my birthday. On your birthday. On my birthday. Wow. Yeah. So how did you respond? I was, <laughs> I was hella fucking mad. Like, yo, you know you my little first boyfriend and everything, and you gonna <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do this to me? Don't you do this to me on my birthday, buddy? Like, 
you know, I should have known he wasn't shit by, <laughs> by that. But at 17, you don't like, okay, I forgive you three days later, you mm-hmm. know? But yeah, <laughs> that really was on my birthday. On a payphone, I spun, I took a yeah. quarter out of my money. Uh, you didn't even call collect. You didn't no. call, call collect. I paid. <laughs> and Damn. He dumped me. <laughs> hmm. I remember when I found out that when you call collect, the other person has to pay. Because I used to call my mom collect all the time to pay phones, and she used to be like, "Better call me again. Just, <laughs> just you better just come home and oh, tell me and come back and go out there or something." If exactly. That, that motherfucker dumped me on a payphone. So that means he was not going to pick, uh, pick up no collect call from me, okay? No, hell no. <laughs> yeah. So as far as dating is concerned, um, oh, well, as far as marriage is concerned, what are some keys you would say to a happy marriage? Um, Be friends. Like... Hmm. Just be friends because at the end of the day, people feel like marriage is like you need to be a particular way. You need to be this. You need to be that. Where with my husband and I, like, he know I'm fucked up. So (laughs) (laughs) if we didn't have that friendship and that love, I promise Mm -hmm. you, we've been married this July, going to make it 13 years. He would have wow, been telling okay. me like, "Yo, your crazy ass with all your issues need to kick rocks." You know, you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So it's like just <laughs> be, mm-hmm, be friends <laughs> and willing to compromise. It's not always a win. Who's winning? Who's this? It's a team effort, and you have to learn how to actually com- compromise and know. Okay, we friends. Like she mad right now. Let me go take a drive, and when she come down, or <laughs> when he come down, let's you know talk about this so my husband know like yo this girl is crazy i know she loves me <laughs> so uh yeah just be friends yeah okay that's beautiful mm-hmm. um okay um last part laughter so what's one thing that in the darkest and darkest of times that you can just pop in your head and it'll bring a smile to your face every time um anything just life honestly it's like Mm. when I just to make a long story short um I remember one time um I did not have anywhere to sleep and I think I was about to go to sleep in a laundry (laughs) mat and this guy came in and he was like what you doing here yada 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 um I'm like I'm about to go to sleep, you know? So he told mm-hmm. me to come inside and sleep. And I didn't even have no kind of fear, no nothing. And I actually did. And when he was actually trying and he, and I was like, please stop. And he actually stopped. And at six o'clock in the morning, he woke me up. It's time for you to get out. And whenever I think about it, I'm like, Lord, like you, re- it brought a smile. Like you had grace. You had mercy upon me. Mm. Like this situation could have turned so many in so many different ways. It's like I think about it actually. Instead of bringing tears, they bring a smile. Like yo, God had me. Yeah. Like <laughs> they actually bring a smile. Like I, I ain't worried. Do what you do. God had me. 
I'm in his back pocket, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, that shit could have went super left. Super, super (laughs) left. Yo, I'm... I need to write a book, okay? <laughs> that's what, what I do. Didn't we just talk about it? The autobiography. You already have the title, so that's the hardest part. Yeah, that's the hardest part. Like, this nice. could have went left quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you so. got a bunch of content. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so that's that's the last question. It's been it's been great conversation. Did you feel you felt a lot, lot yeah. little like... Yeah, Ooh, I, 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 yeah, damn, yeah. yeah exactly. I could actually be myself and like, okay, mm-hmm. let me try to sound proper <laughs> and hide my accent. Like, <laughs> I just going to start speaking Creole. I was like, okay, here we go. Sacrifice. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was like, oh, okay, All right, I got no, you. Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, so tell everybody about how they can contact you and where they can see you or Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, I'm on Instagram with um, Caribbean underscore buzz and I'm on Facebook, Caribbean buzz food truck. And my phone is all over and I'm pretty prompt on replying on messages or text message. Please don't call. Cause <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hard for me to actually call every number or leave a voicemail. If you text me, I'll reply quick. Mm. But as far as phone call, if I'm on the truck busy, I won't be able to get to you. But emails and all that. So that is a way of contacting me. Perfect. So the last part of podcast, we have everybody say it, right? It's called, everybody say love, peace, and chicken grease. Okay. So the reason why I have everybody say that is because what do we need most of all right now is Love. love. You know what I'm saying? And then everybody loves some chicken. I'm allergic to <laughs> and that's chicken. Where... Get the fuck out of here. Yes. How... I don't know what type of white shit that is. But I took, literally, I took an allergy test like probably like two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. The reason being because I get migraines like a lot. Like mm-hmm. knock me down kind of migraine. I'm like, you know, and everything mm-hmm. I try doesn't work. I was doing the Botox, everything. So I'm like, you know mm. what? Let me take an allergy test or whatnot. And when I did take the allergy test, the only food I was allergic to, no lie, was pork and chicken. I'm like, what the fuck? I've been eating pork and chicken my whole life. <laughs> so once you stopped eating that, did the migraine go away? I still get the migraines, not as severe, but no lie. Mm. I'm very greedy. So I still sneak chicken. And the minute that I eat the chicken, my... Everyone in my house could tell, like, okay, you just had chicken. Pork, I just went cold turkey with it. Because I been noticed yeah. the pork. But with the chicken, shit, Chick-fil-A is good, man. <laughs> Can't support them. No, but, like, I'm like, what the hell? So now, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. wild. Very wild. Okay, that's... That's a first. That's a true worst of the world podcast first. (laughs) I told my 10 year old um, cousin that's allergic to eggs. I'm like, I'm allergic to chicken. She's like, what? You're allergic to chicken? I'm like, girl, you're allergic to eggs. (laughs) I never heard chicken. Both y'all can't have any part of that chicken. You can't have the beginning. You can't have anything. (laughs) You can have the beginning. You can have the end. I'm like, yeah. So sorry to interrupt. So yeah. No, no, no. That was a great, 
great. It's wild. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Love piece of chicken grease. I don't. Do, do, you, do you speak any French? I speak Creole. Creole? Okay. You could say Creole, or, and, and then you could do a little bit of American after. Okay. Oh, God. Now you have me thinking, trying to figure out how you say love in Creole. <laughs> hey, Creole is a made up language. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Okay. L'amour, la paix, pour Abloil. There we go. And my English my... way love, peace, yeah. and chicken grease. There we go. And we're out. And, we and out. if you want to follow the podcast, um, it's Drew vs. World Podcast um, on Instagram, Facebook, and all social media. If you want to send an email to us, it's drew.versus.world at gmail.com. I again love to thank Tasha for being a wonderful, super um, informational, um, informative guest. And it's been a pleasure so much to speak to you. And I will be having some conch very soon and i got um, and side note i will have to talk to you about how the hell you get conch in charlotte so <laughs> we will be in contact <laughs> all right thank you for having me right. later thank you take care Bye.